BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is yours, Dooley, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. My name is Bones, and I'm joined by Cat and Rob. As always, what's going on, guys? Hey. What's up? Howdy. We're back with a Patreon pick. Usually these are scary. You know, like, I feel bad saying that, too. Because, like, Chris yells at us all the time. Yeah, because we're on a good roll. We are, but God, the PTSD for some of the shit, (laughs) man. It's like, fucked. I can't can't get excited about it yet. Like, I, I know you guys have... For the most part, been good. We'll get into all the picks. Um, any new listeners is where every week out of the month, the last week of the month, unless, you know, it does get shifted around sometimes, but they're always paid off. Patrons get to choose our movie. They nominate and vote for what we watch. We have zero say. It's very different. Yeah. <laughs> Before we, we were recording, Rob, you, you asked uh, back in the day, we had like guest host stuff. And you were like, what were you thinking with that? It's like, what are we thinking with this? <laughs> kind of the same thing, no? What? No, I didn't do nothing. What? Sorry. What? I was distracted. <laughs> you look like a spirit I'm buying stuff on Etsy. <laughs> I'm on Etsy. God Wait, damn it. Things. What'd you, what'd you say? Before we were recording, uh-huh, you I were remember. saying the guest spot stuff. Like, what were you thinking you were going to get with that? Like, this is kind of uh, yeah. what we do with the Patreon stuff. What are we thinking here? A little bit. A little bit, yeah, because they're just picking movies. And we don't know what the hell they're going to pick. And I certainly don't know what the hell they're going to pick. I have to rely on you. Oh, well, at least I'm reliable, right? Yeah, for, for that, yeah. I will give that to you. All right. Fair. All right, we got drink roll call. Uh, we got to get to, we are going to run through some horror news, and then we'll get to the Patreon pick, which is obviously Leslie Vernon, behind the, the massive, the rise of Leslie Vernon. Uh, can't wait to talk about this, and we'll go through all the other shit. Uh, let's roll into drink roll call. What are you guys drinking? I, I'm going to just go ahead and be honest. I'm not drinking anything right now. I'm drinking iced tea. 
Nothing at all, huh? No, okay. uh, I am enjoying my THC. I love my edibles. I am feeling great right now. All right, good for oh, you. Oh, that's good. I also am not drinking. I just have a, a can of cheer wine. Oh, shit. Cat, come on. Uh, well, I am drinking Dr. Pepper with cherry vodka. All right, so. there you go. Oh, nice. Cherry yeah. vodka. Very nice. All right. Uh, oh, let, <laughs> last week I was so I I mentioned that I figured out my button situation, and I was so <laughs> excited to do the huge clown penis melody and my fart sound <laughs> that I completely forgot I added a whole horror folder too, which is really nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, cat. I've Rob's heard this on Ali's stream, but I did unfortunately get this button. Thrill me. <laughs> That's the best button. That's a bad but, button. Yeah, that might be the new best button. But cat, I uh, back when I had my old buttons, which sucked <gasps> and were a pain in the ass. Yeah. Did you bring back my? Much intercourse. <laughs> it's back. Amazing! Yay! Yeah. So there's um, I, I did add those too. It's not just clown penises and a fart. So we had a, a couple of good ones. <laughs> Uh, speaking of like random horror intercourse, I guess can we please talk about um, the Twitter thread this week uh, where Rob loving <laughs> uh, Shape of Water got called Grinding Nemo? <laughs> All right, yeah. Can you do that, Cat? Because I I got I I didn't see everything. I didn't I didn't go back to look. It's my fault. I've been busy. I, I didn't see the full thread because uh, I was I, I was sick earlier this week. I had a sinus infection, uh, but I was scrolling through trying to kind of catch up on some of the stuff. And there was you posted a thing. You sent out a slasher radio question. Yes. Asking what everyone's favorite horror movie was. Uh, and this is an argument that we've gotten into several times on the show as to whether or not Shape of Water is or is not a horror movie. Um, but uh, which is exactly where the followers went with it. Rob posted that his favorite horror movie was The Shape of Water. The uh followers, those in on the discussion, which I believe was uh Bats, and I feel like someone else was in there. Uh, was it Leah? No, Le Leah wasn't. Leah I did was see Leah giving it to him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're asking whether or not it was a horror movie, and uh, our dear friend Camp Springwood says no grinding nemo is not a horror movie which i think wins uh listener response of the week <laughs> i don't know man because leah had a response to that as well and said just admit you're a fish diddler and move on <laughs> i i can't figure out which one's better okay fish diddler is also very good i missed that one i'm glad <laughs> i'm glad you had that ready yeah that one's good Oh, and with the GIF also. Yeah. Leah's okay. never the best at anything. We know that. That's so. kiss. I don't know. I don't know. Leah might have won this one. <laughs> she she might have edged out Huge Greg. Huge clown penis. How do you feel about all this, Rob? Um, I'm over it. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're over it? Yeah. Alright. Have you been dwelling? Like what happened? <laughs> no, I'm just I don't care. Alright. <laughs> like, I don't. The discussion we've had forever. Uh -huh. You guys are all wrong. It's a horror movie. I, I don't have the energy in me, honestly. Like I just—that's <laughs> where I'm at. That's what I'm saying. Like I just, all right, we we we've been down this road, and you know. See, but if we didn't keep rehashing it, we wouldn't get gems like fish diddler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, fuck. All right. All right. Uh, you guys ready to move in the news? Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. This, uh, I seen this a couple places. I first seen it when fucking Chris sent it to me on Twitter. Thanks for that, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Mm. There is a Candyman statue, 28 inches tall. Oh. It's beautiful. I love it. Original Tony Todd Candyman selling for $1,300. Ooh. Everybody listening to that. seem outrageous after some of the prices we saw on some of the (laughs) stuff. (laughs) Rob referring to horror prices, right? We played on Patreon. That's, right. That's not what we called it. We call it Mikey's Big Stupid Prices Right game or whatever. You called it that. I I post the episode. I will not be typing that. So no. Uh-huh. Horror prices right. But if this you thing. buy one, Mikey, you also get a chance to win a real platinum coin and uh a chance to win a ruby ticket valued at two hundred dollars off your next purchase. Oh, <laughs> If I spent thirteen hundred dollars, I ain't gonna have no damn money to buy something else. <laughs> I'm not gonna have enough money to pay for my car, or my house. <laughs> broke as hell. But you have this badass Tony Todd statue. Oh, if I had the money, I absolutely would buy this. It's it's amazing. They captured him perfectly. <laughs> Everyone needs to give Mikey a break because he owes me a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Again, referring to horror prices, right? And no, I do not. There was a disclaimer at the beginning of that episode for legal reasons. There's only a hundred fifty of them made. Uh, uh, Toyark.com as well. Everybody listening, go check that out. It, it looks. Uh, we got thirteen hundred dollars laying around. Buy this. Also. If you're not signed up for the Patreon and you have that type of money, <laughs> screw you if you're listening to this. There's more pictures over here on the website. It looks awesome. It does. They have one with it the looks bees. Amazing. They take shop pay for this. <laughs> shop pay. What what would that be? So shop pay would be what? Once every three months? So that or, or no, I think it's four payments. You'd still be paying $325 every two weeks. I wish. You got that. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh oh, this is nice. This I'm I'm going to end up spending money on. There is a Halloween trilogy DVD, 4K, Ultra HD. Uh, it's a steel book. Mikey, Mikey, huh? So here's the deal. What? If you click on this link right now, it's on sale. This Candyman statue for one thousand two hundred fifteen dollars. <laughs> so you're already saving money. And Hell of a deal. They have a payment option that is uh, you pay the deposit, you put down a deposit now, and you make seven monthly payments. Ooh. Oh. Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. So it would be like what? 1200 it's at now. 75. So we'll just figure, for, we'll, we'll figure 1200 tax and then shipping and everything out the door divided by seven. And $171. No, I ain't. No. I sent you the link just in case. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. Just so you'll have it. Dick. Well, this is something you're going to spend money on, so that makes me happy. Uh, this It's a steel book, but it's the Halloween trilogy. Uh, 2018 Kills and Ends. No, I won't spend money on this. I already have them. But it's a, 
It's a set. He doesn't like steel books. I don't like steel books, and I already have the movies. I'm not going to buy this. But it's a set. I do like a set, but I already have one. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't double dip like that just because the set comes out. Oh, I will. Unless I absolutely will. Unless it's like a special set like that Friday the 13th set that just had all the fucking movies together. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm in. Well, I take that back. I'm not buying this. It is 80 euro. I don't know exactly what that is USD, but my calculations is 80 euro is too much money for Mikey to spend on uh, (laughs) DVDs. You could buy it. They're 4K, dude. No, no. I'm only going to get one movie that I actually, like, one and a half movies that I like and a whole movie that I despise. <laughs> Why would I spend $80? One and a half. So according, a half. To, according to my research on the internet, 80 euros is $86.36. Yeah, I knew it would be more. Oh, that's not bad. Oh. But it's not, like, but double it's not much anything. more. I would not buy this set for anything more than, like, 20 bucks just because Halloween ends is in it. How I feel. Paid forty bucks for the Halloween ends four K. You spent forty dollars too much. Uh here's something that I know is bothering Rob that he cannot get, but NECA made a limited Halloween three Tom oh, Atkins figure. This thing. You know, I that this is where I learned you're not really a friend, Mikey. <laughs> I asked you really? to do me one favor and you won't do it. That was a large favor, and it's also like Four favors wrapped into one. (laughs) All I needed you to do Uh was take some time off work, Uh buy a ticket to Halloween 45 Years of Terror, the convention, fly Mm. to Pasadena, California, Mm. buy this action figure for me, fly it here to Charleston, give it to me, and then you can fly home. I don't see what the problem is. Easy. (laughs) So you want me to fly, what is that, like a six-hour, eight-hour flight? I don't know. All the way to California. Mm-hmm. Fly that six to eight hours all the way back to the East Coast, mm-hmm. and then fly another like two three hours all the way back home mm-hmm. from your house. Yeah, oh, and pay for all the shit in the middle of it all too. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. No, kiss my ass, absolutely not. <laughs> you know what? For you, even asking. Neca has made a Tom, well, a Doctor Chalice action figure that looks incredible because it's Doctor Chalice. And it is only available at Halloween 45 Years of Terror, the convention in Pasadena. That's the only place you can get it. And usually, well, I don't know about usually. I know that when they did the thing, NECA figure that I have, that was a uh, convention exclusive also. But they did put a limited number up for pre-order on their website, and I got lucky and got one of those. Mm. They they have said, though, they are not doing that for this. The only place you can get it is the convention. That's a real shame. Why the fuck would they do that? Not do that for this of all know. the things for this. Tom and because Atkins, they know really. Tom Atkins can sell. <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing about it, <laughs> though. The only hope that I would possibly have is that they don't sell all of them at the convention, and there's no way that that, that happened. Because I no bet way. if they had some left over, then they would. You know, I mean, why not sell them? You got to get rid of them, right? No. But there's no because they only made a thousand of them. And there's no way they're not going to sell a thousand of them over the three days of this convention. No I don't know. Way. They might not. No way. <laughs> there's absolutely no way. Well, um, so there you go. That's a, that's going to be something that is going to be going for $300 on eBay or whatever. 
It would be cheaper to buy $300 on eBay than it would be to send Mikey out to Pasadena. Yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't pay for that. Mikey pay for his own travel. <laughs> That's part of the Mikey deal. ain't fucking doing it. What do you mean? I know, because Mikey's not a good friend. Mikey, the funniest thing ever would be if you bought one from eBay and then flew out to Rob's house. <laughs> I could pay a guy just to go fucking sit in line and get one, maybe. I don't know. Uh, that shit works. Uh, next thing is the Creep Show season four. There was a trailer out on uh, on show. Well, it's everywhere, but it's for the Shutter series. Um, I haven't caught up on all of them yet. I feel so guilty. Have you guys watched any of them? I, I haven't yeah, watched anything past I think. the first season. You're caught up, Kat? I believe so, yeah. How are they? I haven't even made it through the entire first season yet. I, I feel so guilty. I, it, here's the thing about Creepshow is that I don't remember to watch it. Uh, it, it's not something I think about a lot, but while I'm watching them, I have a great, great time. Like, I think they did a good job Yeah, bringing back Creepshow. Yeah, Greg it Nicotero's might be, like, phenomenal. my favorite Shudder, like, original series that they've done, because hmm. I tend to like their movies more than their television, but the Creepshow, they, they're a ton of fun. Um, they did a good job. It's a, it's a fun time. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, love, I agree love it. with that. From what I've seen of it, it, it feels like creep show. Yeah. Yeah. So the uh the NECA Night of the Creeps Tom Atkins action <laughs> figure sells God on eBay it. right now for 150 bucks used. That means it's open out of the box. Wow. Ugh, someone had their filthy paws on them. Yeah. <laughs> and a little peek behind the curtain of when we were talking about this, which, um, uh, where the fuck is that button? That pain in the ass. Huge clown penis. Allie showed this to Rob on Discord, and that annoyed the shit out of me, that whole conversation. Uh, Rob, you admitted to what you would do to that Tom Atkins doll. Well, not necessarily. You, <laughs> yeah, you inferred what I would do, and I said you might not be wrong. <laughs> and you, That is you, kind of different. But he went in depth after that, though, Cat. You gotta admit. And I don't remember going in depth on this. No. All right. Well, you, I'll go back. you said I would do little. terrible things to it, and I said it's a win-win for everybody except for the poor Tom Atkins doll. <laughs> <laughs> well, stop being a dirty doll fucker. All right, nobody was. I told you that you're practically a puppet fucker. No, enough is enough. Close enough. Imagine what they did to that doll that's been out of the box now. Ugh. I know. I know. Ugh. I still can't afford it. No, you don't want a dick doll, Rob. <laughs> All right, uh, where to go? Ilphonic has uh, joined on to co-develop the Killer Clowns from Outer Space game. This is fucking awesome news, and I am super, super, super excited for this game. Do you mm. guys give a shit? It's multiplayer. No. No. No, really, Rob? Come on, man. Really? No, my game, clearly, I was born to play the Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> game. Yeah, if you guys missed that on Twitter, I played around the Texas Chainsaw with Rob. Mm -hmm. It was it, amazing. Yeah, it was can, something. Check out the video. His video is up on YouTube. You were used. He was utterly useless. But that, that's my point, though, man. You have fun. Like, why wouldn't you give this one a chance? Are you going to say I'm useless? I scored almost as many points as you. I don't know <laughs> how the, the fuck. That means I that, did as much as you did. I got three kills. You stood next to Grandpa. And there was a point in the match where we are running by people who are attacking <laughs> us, man. And you're just standing there fucking looking at Grandpa. You didn't do shit. 
I was hanging out with Grandpa. He needs company, man. He gets lonely. He's an old man, and you just leave him in a shed. We come back and feed him. <laughs> to quote Rob during the match, too. <laughs> Does it got another chair? Yeah, I was hoping he had a chair. I'd sit down with him. <laughs> oh, fuck. But no, seriously, you, you won't give this one a chance. You like Texas Chainsaw? I don't know, man. Maybe. I don't know. Man. Like the Texas Chainsaw, though, that's good. Like, that's my game. I like that one. All right. Kat, will, will you give this one a chance or no? No, but I'm going to have a fun time watching people. We need a video it. of Kat okay. playing it. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be funny. <laughs> That's the thing is I'm I'm bad at multiplayer games, generally speaking, but I'm not as funny about it as Rob. <laughs> like, I can't fail upwards by feeding Grandpa. <laughs> That's just amazing. <laughs> He didn't even feed him, by the way, Cat. I did I feed him. <laughs> Yo, you did? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. You just had to. I had to wait because uh, what Allie fed him, and then I went uh -huh. to do it. And then it was like Grandpa's not hungry. That's when I said, "All you do is bitch about one food, and here I am with food. Now you don't want it." <laughs> but then if you wait, then eventually you can feed him. So I fed him some more, and you're acting like I didn't do anything. I put two locks on doors. We had to walk you to the door. You hobbled your <laughs> ass over to the door. I was like, how the hell do I do? What? Ain't my fault that fucking cook can't move. And then he was so proud of himself. Yeah, lock that bitch. Like, all right, man, calm down. <laughs> it also, it's a little bit your guys' fault. You didn't tell him about the run button. <laughs> we, we we were just too busy laughing. It was too. <laughs> and like, what? Like I said, please, guys, go listen to this video. Watch this video, rather. Amazing. Uh, it's up on YouTube. It's on our Twitters. It's so funny. Seeing Rob's voice, like I said earlier <laughs> before we recorded Coming out of that old ass bastard hobbling, like hopping back arch and everything. It was so funny. Oh, shit. That's my boy, the cook. <laughs> the last piece of news is Dead by Daylight. Uh, by the time you guys are listening to this, it is going to. The release comes out on the 29th. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, it's out already. Uh, they're having their alien release. Ripley's in the game as a survivor. Xenomorph is the killer. It Jonesy. Is Jonesy's in the game, which is like I I've had a lot to say about their past releases with you know big titles. I will still stand by Pinhead was a he looks phenomenal, but as in its entirety, I was very disappointed because uh, they didn't go above and beyond with a big title that deserved it. But they did hear this is one of the best releases DLC releases for any game ever. I'm going to go ahead ask, and say that, horror gaming. Let me ask okay. you this. Does this mean I will be able to play Nicolas Cage on the Nostromo? Yes. There you go. That's all I needed. I'm in. It's fucking it. awesome, right? <laughs> you can play Nicolas Cage on the Nostromo against, like, Michael Myers, dude. Like, I, I really do love how they brought... Like, I was playing Ghostface one time on the Haddonfield map. That's cool as shit, you know? Yeah. Ghostface now, don't belong in Haddonfield. Well... He might whoop Michael Myers' ass if he got in there, Take Rob. your ass back to fucking Woodsboro. Uh, you know what? You know what? <laughs> treat, motherfucker. That's what you get. Ghostface ain't even a character. He's just a costume. Uh, okay, we're moving forward. This is going to be an argument <laughs> here. Uh, All right. So, did, do, you, do you guys give a shit about that? I mean, like I said, I know you're not going to play oh, it. Oh, it's cool. Right. I might, but I mean, I might play it. I got the Nicolas Cage download and everything. There you go. I mean, I paid for the download, and I never played it. <laughs> no. no. Well, I'm all set to play Dead by Daylight. <laughs> it just happened. 
Yeah, that's fair. Oh, God. See, that's the thing, though. When we played Dead by Daylight with you that one time, it was funny. Like, you had the whole wiggling thing going on. But, like, Dead by Daylight, you don't have fun. Like, you're just getting abused. Especially, like, you don't know how to play. So, you know, like, it's not fun. Like, you're just getting your ass whooped relentlessly. Texas Chainsaw, you still have fun. Yeah, I'm undefeated. (laughs) Unfortunately. You ain't undefeated on Dead by Daylight, though. I'm the GOAT. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, that's all I have for news. Do I have to hit my button? Please hit the button. I'm forgetting where all my fucking... What these buttons are, honestly, on this other one. They, I don't give uh, a fuck. It. Here, this one. Get the fuck out of here! Go back to turning tricks in Hoboken, you fade in the ass! Turning tricks in Hoboken. This is the Gobbagooly Mystery Corner, where our listeners send in Italian memes anonymously. For me to react to on the show, there is zero tie-in to horror here. Don't look for it; it doesn't exist. <laughs> Actually, uh, th- uh, this one has a, a slight tie-in to horror, uh, oh. and is the one that I was looking forward to. Okay, um, we describe them on the show. the The memes themselves go up on Patreon. Uh, I haven't looked at it yet. It, it, that's one thing, though. Honestly, guys, like if we're gonna do this, I, I just found out before we recorded. We got six months. <laughs> Literally, if you motherfuckers stop doing this today, we are backed up six goddamn months, man. Yeah. With this sh- this gabagooly crap. Enough. But if you're gonna do it, horror, come on, like try. Yeah. This is one of the weeks that proves that our listeners are special and paying attention to the content of the show. They're special, all right. Yeah. Also, uh, I would like to in- uh, to to mention uh, we mentioned it on on the Patreon show. But Kat did divulge information that... Oh, yes. If, w- when we run out of these... If and when we run out of Gobbagooly Mystery Corner, I have a treat for everyone. I believe it's a very strong if. Very strong <laughs> if. But if and when we ever fucking do run out of these things... Kat, how'd you put it, Kat? You have a, a story on how I, it... I have a sneak peek uh, about the origin story of Gobbagooly oh. Mystery Corner. I like to say that Mikey needs to be nicer to our listeners. I know they're doing uh, good work. Well, no, you're coming at them awful speeds. hard, Mikey. Coming from you, unbelievable. Yeah, maybe you guys might want to line up. That'd be a pretty cool story to hear, huh? You know? <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, let me see this shit. What the hell? Rare photographic evidence of the Italian tuxedo chupacabra, and. It's a cat doing a fucking... It, it's just a cat licking their paw. People are, like, saying it's the capiche thing. Cat, is that your cat? That's my cat. What the fuck? Did you do this? I did not do this. What the fuck did... Mm, God damn it. When did you tweet a damn picture of your cat? I'm going to start doing some research on this shit. <laughs> Let's see fucking when you tweeted it. Who interacted <laughs> with it. I don't even... <clears throat> excuse me. I don't even remember you tweeting this. So I gotta find you doing this. Apparently you're fucking doing this shit. That's another thing. God, there's a lot going on here. Alright, that's annoying. So many mysteries to unravel. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, what is not a mystery? Hold on, I have to I'll tell you my... what's not a mystery. The fact that what? Tony Danza has made oh, guest appearances on popular television shows, including Friends <sighs> and The Simpsons. Wow. And Kat actually says he's God. on another television show. <laughs> yeah. I need to say, I've got to see if I can get that clip in. 
No, you don't. I really do. You cannot imagine how Italian it is without seeing it. Is it more Italian or less Italian than Moonstruck? Uh, Oh, man. It might be less Italian than Moonstruck, but only a little. Moonstruck's really Italian. God damn. All right. Well, um... That that stop with the why the dances like the, really enough <laughs> we have six months lined up a guy will go you need to continue this dance shit I will tell you this I do not have six months lined up a dance <laughs> thank God all right well um I have to hit my melody because we have uh what were we calling it a huge clown penis alley is what Chris named it so here's the melody huge clown penis huge clown penis huge clown penis huge clown penis all right uh. Rob, you want you want to describe this one? I don't know how. Oh, I <laughs> forgot to. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I. So here's the thing: I would describe this if I had any idea what it's supposed to be, other than a big inflatable dick. <laughs> it's that a bouncy has to be house. What it is, right? Well, it's no, a bouncy like, what is... house, but what's it supposed to be? Like, I feel like it, it's supposed to be something. A cannon, maybe? Oh, wait, is that a peach? No, that's a peach. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Uh, What I thought it was, was like, because what it is, is it's an inflatable bouncy house. Like people rent out with like Mm -hmm. the walls and shit for kids to bounce around in. But the front of it is like literally... It looks like two balls, mm-hmm. uh, but they're spread out from what would be, as Rob deemed, the peach. Yeah, and- but the, the, the balls, so the balls I could buy is like <laughs> coconuts because it seems to be like jungle themed, right? Because there's like monkeys and shit on it. Or yeah. just the stand, like, you know, that's how they made it. Yeah. Yeah, but the, that's what those are supposed to look like, coconuts. It's the dick part that I don't know what the <laughs> hell that's supposed to be. It's a peach, Rob. Other than just a big... Oh, so I got this button back. Hey, Stevie. Yeah, it it just looks like a dick coming out of this inflatable thing. Like it I, does. I, I thought it was that thing you would like lay someone on and then jump on the other end, you know, and bounce them. But it it won't even work for that, right? No, I don't know what that is. Oh, is that a hitch on it? Is it even real or is it a Photoshop? I I don't know. But but it is captioned, and I like the caption: "Huge clown bounce house." That is good. It's yeah, good that's that's nice. That's funny. Yeah. That I just funny. I don't know what that is like. I mean, clearly it's a, it's a dick. Oh, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Is it is it like not properly inflated? Like it's supposed to stand straight up like a tree or something? Maybe. Maybe there's another piece. Even if it were standing straight up, it wouldn't look like a tree. But <laughs> no. <laughs> Still it's like a hard dick, but <laughs> shout out to at Sarah Penelope too, or or Peplo, whatever that is. Uh, apparently, they were drinking a huge clown penis. I know that sounds bad, but as we've <laughs> mentioned before, Chris concocted a drink called the huge clown penis, and I guess Sarah ran into that on Twitter and made it beautiful. It <laughs> didn't see that coming. No, I seriously, I like the listener involvement. I like that our listeners, above any other podcast listeners, see a drink called Huge Clown Penis and are like, I'm making one of those for me. Right? 
And then they watch more Day of Blood or Bay of Blood. It's just a good community we have here. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, all right. That So that's it for news. That's it for Gabagooli and, and I guess clown penis stuff. Uh, we're going to take a really quick break and we'll be right back with Listener Pick, The Rise of Leslie Burnham. All right. Um, oh, we have to go through the listener picks because Rob doesn't know how to work oh, the Patreon. Yes. You ready, Rob? More ready. No motherfucker? No. That feels a little too intense for me tonight. Oh, okay. First was IR Chris with Cabin Fever from uh, 2002. Okay. <laughs> I can hear Rob adjusting the ratings on the envelope for that one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of surprised that didn't win. That seems to be like a, it's like a popular movie, you know what I mean? It is. It's a bad yeah. movie, so I'm glad it didn't win, but. Next up was Miki with Unmasked Part 25 from 1988. I've never even seen that one. It's, uh, okay. So Miki sent this to me a while back and was like, hey, you should, <laughs> have you seen this? You should check it out. And I said, no, I haven't seen it. I'll watch it. And I started watching it. I'm like, wait, I have seen this. And it had like a different name. I know Joe Bob did an episode of it. Um, It's not bad. Like you would hate it, Mikey. Oh, was that? Yeah, but it was, uh, it's okay. Uh, There was some sass with that pick also. There was uh, some callbacks to the last. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was because (laughs) Mikey deleted his pick. Yeah. If my vote counts. Yeah. Again, we went over this. Your your vote got through this time. So, yeah, it. They counted. <laughs> Mikey didn't delete it this time, Mikey. I made sure of it. <laughs> Even if you wanted to make sure <laughs> of anything, <laughs> you couldn't do anything on the Patreon. Uh, next is Nesto with the Devil's Candy from 2015. I like this pick. movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. The Devil's Candy is an interesting movie because it's one of those movies that came to streaming, right? Mm-hmm. And it seemed like there was a brief period of time for like a month or so where everybody in the horror world was talking about it. And I haven't heard anybody mention it ever again. <laughs> and yeah. that happens with some streaming movies. Like they're the biggest thing in the world for a while. And then nothing after that. Um, I've seen the devil's candy once when it was, everybody was talking about it. I was like, Oh, I got to see what everybody's talking about. And it's, it was good. I liked it. Yeah. We actually, well, we, as a, uh, as all three of us, haven't talked about it, but there was an episode of this show done, episode 61, a long time ago. So, um, way back. Uh, th- those are still in play, though. Like, those, if, if the three of yeah. us haven't discussed it, it's fair game, uh, as Chris pointed out. That's true. That's the new rule. That is the rule. Uh, that's still, though, I'm watching you, man. I know, again, <laughs> every fucking month that, what's he waiting for, guys? What, when is Maybe he going to do it? Holiday season to come back around. No, bullshit. I don't think uh-uh. he is. <laughs> no. I mean, it's funnier if we do it in August, honestly, but you know. Well, it ain't happening in August. Maybe September. I don't know, man. He keeps fucking dancing around and he's taunting mm-hmm. me every month. <laughs> Thanksgiving, we're all watching. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I mean, it's. I, I, I like what Nesto's doing because it's out there. It's still hanging over your head. Once it's yes. done, it's done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Although it's not for lack of trying, he did throw it out there once. <laughs> he did, but again, like he, it's almost like he knew it wasn't going to do it, 
and mm-hmm. he took his shot like he just he's taunting me with it man mm-hmm. i don't know which is worse i almost want to just fucking get it over with but then i gotta watch the fucking tree movie who's yeah. got me over a fucking log here that's yeah. the, I, I love the phrasing of the threat because it wasn't i'll make you watch the tree movie it was you will watch the yeah. tree movie so even if like you decide to bite the bullet next week and yeah. you're like we're watching the killing tree nesto still wins you're yeah. still watching it yeah exactly like he just he what he wants is for me to suffer through it no matter it whenever the day comes i have to do it no matter what cat's right i'm fucked yeah. no matter what <laughs> damn it nesto oh then this one too leah damn it <laughs> damn it leah <laughs> leah's choice was amityville death toilet leah why i will say this um because you did share that that was nominated and uh I thought it had a good shot at winning, to be honest with you. I am shocked it didn't win. Yeah. It was second place, I believe. I believe. I mean, I'd check it out. Uh, I've heard it's really, 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 really bad. I don't know. Somebody told me the toilet has a gun. Oh, my God. <laughs> we right? have to stop what we're doing. and We all have to go watch Amityville and Death Toilet. So, Art the Clown can't have a gun, but a toilet can have a gun. Is that what we're doing Rob here? Rob has never seen a toilet with a gun. It makes more sense if the toilet has a gun. It's a haunted toilet, Mikey. <laughs> I fucking hate you. I truly do. With every fabric of my being. Jesus. Leah, come on, man. And I, I confronted Leah about this on Twitter. Because, it, it, like, this shit comes up on my phone, guys. Look, I don't... <laughs> I rarely side with Leah. But this was, yeah. this was a solid choice. Like, I'm just looking at... I'm looking to see the time, man. And I gotta see this. And so yeah, I confronted Leah. She did. She's like, "Oh, my picks never win. You pick one last time, Leah." And I told her, "I'm like, this one's gonna win. Watch." And I'm shocked it didn't. Absolutely shocked. I did feel a little bit bad for Leah because she's had some really great picks that have not won. Uh, her yeah. pick that did win. Uh, I feel like that it's a really safe bet as a pick if you believe it's not going to win. You know. Like that yeah. wasn't maybe the best showing, but it was it was a nice way to commemorate Paul Rubens if you thought we weren't going to pick it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I Yeah. That yeah. was some bad timing there. I know. I feel really bad for Leah too. Yeah. Leah also, <laughs> to to be fair to Leah, I mean, even though she picked the fucking toilet movie, uh, she did <laughs> confirm on Twitter after that it was for Paul Rubens. So Yeah. yeah. Uh, Greg put up Would You Rather from 2012. Never seen it. Which I would have had a great time talking about. Yeah, I, it's I've seen it like it, you know, it was at one point, I don't know if it still is, but it seemed like at one point it was streaming everywhere. Or it I would was see it for a while. <laughs> yeah, or I would see it everywhere or whatever. Um, and it always looked really stupid, so I didn't watch it. It's one of those, I don't think it's a great movie, but I really like the cast, and it's just kind of like a fun time, you know. It's like if you're like, we're doing a killer game of would you rather? And it is exactly the movie you expect. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, mm. and I respect that. And I think it's I also think it's one of those movies. It might be a little bit more fun to talk about than it is to like watch. So it could have been a good episode. I respect that choice also. Is it better or worse than Truth or Dare? It's way better than Truth or Dare. Okay. Amber's pick was Gatlop, Hell of a Game from 2002. Good Not choice. to be confused with Hell of a Deal. <laughs> I enjoyed that movie. You enjoyed it? All right. I haven't yeah. seen that one. 
right. Um, oh, Allie put up Urban Legend 1999. This was my great this choice. This was, uh, yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, Rob's not nice to it. Well, I'm not mean to I like Urban Legend. What are you talking about? You're not as nice as you should be to that movie. I mean, there are some stu- really stupid things about Urban Legend, but I, you know, whatever, See? I'm here for it. Why does everyone <laughs> in town, I, I, like, why is the killer dressed in that parka? I don't know. Why not? It doesn't even look like it's that cold. Can't stand you. Uh, but the winner is Will. Oh, I don't have my button ready. This could be Will's button. Thrill me. Will the thrill <laughs> oh, will behind the, thrill. the mask. Yeah. The rise of Leslie Vernon. Yeah. Good good pick, Will. Um, Great pick. Yeah. Second time he's put it up, too. Persistence. I like it. That's what'll pay off for you sometimes. Nesto, keep that in mind with the tree movie, man. Just stick with it. <laughs> God damn it. Stick with it. Will, I mean, I love Urban Legend, but if we're talking technically, Will put up the best movie this week. I'm glad the best one won, in my opinion. Well, so now who's mean to Urban Legend? Not, I said technically. <laughs> a technical movie. Fake you know. God damn it. No, it, I love Urban Legend, but this is like, guys, this movie... It hit its notes perfectly. Like it, this was like a creation to me. Like I really, really like this movie. All right. What are some opening thoughts on it? Um, some opening thoughts. I like this movie. Uh, I had a good time on the rewatch. I will say I wasn't as impressed technically on the rewatch as I was the first time I saw it. Um, but I ha- it's solid. You know, uh, liked it a lot. I'm happy that it won. Yeah, I mean, I like this movie a lot, too, and I'm glad that it won. Last week, uh, when we talked about Tusk, uh, one thing I kept bringing up that that bothered me was the the tonal inconsistencies. And this movie has a a huge tonal shift, but it it doesn't feel as inconsistent as Tusk because it doesn't happen throughout the movie back and forth from scene to scene. There's Mm -hmm. a clear dividing line with this movie where it goes from leaning more into comedy than horror to leaning much more into horror than comedy. Um, and it does both of those very well. It's very funny. And it's, it's also, I mean, when, once it, it switches gears to becoming a, a real slasher movie, it's very effective as a slasher movie too. Um, that is, so I'm not going to say that it's like a bad slasher. I will say that's the part that I think hasn't held up as well for me. Um, I still think the comedy was pretty solid um but i was less i remember it being like great comedy great slasher and on the rewatch i felt like it was great comedy okay slasher which is a little bit unfortunate because we end on the slasher note but i don't think it was as like i remember it being scarier i guess for lack of a better word right well everything cat just said is bullshit (laughs) (laughs) all right i I noted down found footage because you know it it's not found footage, but it it's like you know, it's one a of those, documentary, right? But it's got that found footage feel of it, it too, you know. And it's like it's enough because you, you know you're staring through a camera's view like a handheld the whole time, so it, it it gives the found footage feel even though it's not. And I bring that up because it is so rare that. Any movie that has one foot into found footage and another foot in something else is good. And even though this wasn't full blown found footage, it was full, it was it was part found footage, 
part mockumentary and part sly i do count it as slasher for me and it's weird how they were able to get all that shit to work yeah well that's where the the line is right it's mockumentary up until the point where yeah it it becomes a slasher and then and the 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 character taylor actually says the documentary's done Yeah. yeah and it switches at that moment from being a mockumentary style film to, I don't even know what the word is, just a movie, just a regular movie. Like suddenly we see Todd and Doug, two characters that had only been voices throughout the movie. We see them on screen for the first time. I I think I'm pretty sure it's the first time we see them on screen. I think so. And and that is, I mean, it really marks that from now. This is something very different. Yeah. But it's not so different. I mean, there's still jokes after the switch. And there are still some horror elements before it makes the switch, but it becomes more of a horror film after they change. And and I feel like they play heavier on the comedy side before that. Yeah. It's an interesting way to make a movie. Extremely. And quite honestly, it shouldn't work, even though it does. I I think it's because even though the first, uh, maybe even three quarters of this movie isn't really horror like they're talking about stuff like that that's why they get away with it so well i think because they're talking about like it's it's always the topic and you see what they're doing and it was such a unique thing where they're just going through all the tropes and behind the scenes of what jason Voorhees would have to go through and michael myers to do all this shit Mm -hmm. and like it's fun to think about that stuff it's like damn man like imagine the shit like they they don't just walk in and do that shit. They're set it's up. A, yeah, it's a really funny deconstruction of all the you know slasher movie tropes. Um, and it it's I I think really, really done really well. Um, you know, plus we get uh very early in the movie we get an appearance from Kane Hodder, so that's awesome. <laughs> and even like the movie starts off mentioning Freddy, Jason, Chucky, even like mm-hmm. it was so smart. <laughs> like when the old guy's talking to him, he's like, we, we're not all like Fred and Jay. <laughs> yeah, man. And it, it and it's, they're one of them. And you don't see Leslie as that throughout. You just see him as uh, like bargain store Ryan Reynolds throughout the whole movie and just being a normal dude for the most part. You know, he's psychotic and going through all this stuff, but he seems like a normal dude, which is another aspect of it that's really fucking funny. It, he's it a regular is. guy. The guy, Nathan, I, I believe his last name is pronounced Basil. I, I could be wrong about that. But, um, but he's he was the perfect choice to play this character because he's very charming and funny when he needs to be, but he's also very scary when he needs to be. Yeah. Um, you don't think it's okay? I, the charming thing, I he doesn't, he gives an incredible performance that I think really works for him because, and, and I think we were talking about how this is more mockumentary and not straight horror in the beginning. Because they're deconstructing these tropes, but we're not really seeing a lot of them. I think the scariest element is his performance uh, in those early sections because he's very uncomfortable. Like, uh, no, he makes you uncomfortable as the viewer. Um, I'm not. I the charming thing. I'm not too sure about. Really? See, I I don't like you tonight, Kat. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) You're not gonna like me more. Here's the thing. I'm finding you very argumentative for some reason. Here's the thing is that I don't want to be argumentative. I have like a list of critical notes that I took because I was paying attention on the rewatch. But I think if I had not been taking notes, 
I wouldn't have had complaints. You know what I mean? Like, critically, there are things I would have liked to see from this movie that I didn't. But it's so much fun to watch that I, if we weren't doing this for a podcast, none of those things ever would have come up in my brain, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like, I, even the notes that I have, I, I don't like feel that strongly about. Cause when you sit down and watch it, it's a good time. Uh, but one was him. Like he made me very uncomfortable in this movie, which was good because I think that ties into the horror of that last act see you know? i found him i did find him too i mean there are times when he he made me uncomfortable in the movie but there were also times where i thought oh what a good guy like he's joking and, and talking to him <laughs> and everything and I, I i found it to be charming the who i did find to be charming was the couple like his his mentor and, oh they're and great yeah why like that those were the moments to me where that charm comes through because you're like what a wholesome family experience <laughs> right. and you're like wait a minute no <laughs> Yeah, they and that was you know obviously what they were going for, and they like it's, they oh, just yeah. seem like normal people, and it's wild to think that like they're tr- and it, also the side of it is they're like they treat it, you know their quote profession as they kept calling it mm-hmm. as a profession, and it's like yeah. if you think about the shit like when we meet, uh, I keep calling him Herschel because that's what he play, who he played in um, Walking, Walking Dead, Dead. <laughs> yeah um, Scott Wilson's character. When we meet him, he's in the fucking ground, man, for days. <laughs> he's like, it's a Tuesday. Right? He's like, it's, no, it's Thursday, Thursday, man. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And, like, that's what he does, man. That's the shit they go through to prepare for what they have to fucking do. And I, I think that's really cool. Like, you see the business end of that shit. And I don't know, man. Like, we've never seen anything like it. At least not that I've seen until that, like. They they really had a really cool approach to it to where they made you like respect it in a way. Sadistic but genius. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I liked the couple a lot. Um they're great. Uh, my biggest struggle with the movie was trying to decide which character I liked more. Was it Doug or was it Todd? Because I found them both <laughs> great. I felt like Doug and or Todd was were were like me in this movie. <laughs> Looking to sit next to the grandpa. <laughs> but it the cast in this thing was really fucking cool too, man. Scott Wilson's always great. The the performance he put through in, in Herschel on The Walking Dead was phenomenal. Nobody watched that show. Stop it. It's show set records. It's set records. And Herschel was cool as a character, also. Absolutely. I'll take your word for it. I didn't watch that show. <laughs> uh Scott Wilson's always great. He was great in this as well. They had Zelda Rubenstein, Robert England was in it, and mm-hmm. you know, dude who played Leslie. I I you know, th- this is what you get on this show. We're just talking about it. But you know, he, he was great. He was phenomenal. Yeah. Very strong cast. But I do want to bring up one thing. Robert England's character in this movie. And it wasn't him. Like, he was great. His performance was great. But, like, his character just seemed like they were, I, I don't quite know. Was there something missing from it for you guys, too, or was it me? There's not very bit. much of it. I, I don't even think it was that there wasn't very much of it. I think, uh, and this is. Because she arguing again. But, <laughs> I'm agreeing with Mikey. I'm like a yes and, cat, not no, <laughs> fuck you. What the hell are you doing? No, I am yes anding. <laughs> Mikey, I'm agreeing with Mikey. I do feel like that's there was always something a bad missing idea. From Robert England's character here, but again, I don't think it was his performance. Um, I think that the uh, 
Rob's just going to get mad at me. Can we just skip to <laughs> the part where Rob's not mad at me? If Rob's getting mad at you, you're doing something right. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I think the last act, I, which is where most of my complaints come from, are from the last act. I, the fact that they switch into a more standard movie format, um, it, it makes it... it it's not set up in a way that we have the same level of attachment because it's a, it's a different kind of vibe in the first part of the movie when they're doing the mockumentary. And that, I think, hit a couple characters harder than other characters. Like, I think it actually improved what we get out of Leslie as a character for the final act. But I think one of the characters that was hit the hardest was Robert England because in the mockumentary style, you know, he's the... Ahab, you know, he's like the they're trying to get him and he he's like this mythical, you know, antagonist and we see it from that point of view, but we don't really get any of those like warning vibes. We don't get like the whole harbinger thing. We don't get to see it from our um like fake final girls. I'm sorry, fake survivor girls point of view. So we miss some of that mystique, you know, he's explained right away. Uh, it it kind of works against his trope. And then when he shows up in the final act, it's like kind of anticlimactic, you know? Yeah. I I think it worked against him. So what I said, we, there's not enough of him. Uh. Uh, if this is told from the final girl's perspective, like most slasher movies are, he would have shown up more. But that's not what this movie is. But it's it's not only that he doesn't show up more because like having him in there a little bit gave him the opportunity to be mysterious. But this is a movie where we're taking all of the mystery out of it, like which specifically affects that trope and his character. You know, like I, I think it's the style that's working against him here right. as much as the perspective. All right, yeah. I'm not mad at that. I feel like they were trying to go like Dr. Loomis. Mm hmm and something else and it just it didn't quite work maybe this this side of the of a character the 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 you know the hero of this like maybe that's not you know a good view of that type of character you know from the killer side right i don't know it didn't work while i'm making rob mad anyway i'm not mad about that While I'm being argumentative anyway, the other character that I think this really works against is Taylor. And the reason why I feel that way, uh, and again, this is something, if I hadn't been paying attention, if I hadn't been taking notes for the rewatch, I I don't think I would have caught it because I didn't catch it the first time around, you know? Um, But I think because it does have that kind of found footage style. Like a lot of the moments that we have where she has the strongest character moments in the first like three fourths of the movie are these kind of candid in between shots, you know, uh, where she's having like genuine reactions to things, but they're few and far between because she's trying to tone it down and suppress herself and act like a reporter. And she has such a complex character that I think the found footage mockumentary style doesn't let her fully explore because she's putting herself so much on the back burner to explore the story of someone else. And then when the twist is like, oh no, she's the virgin. She's the final girl. I don't feel like I know who she is enough. Like, I don't feel like we had enough time to really explore her emotions about how she feels about it going in. We have hints on and off, but I feel like we're getting kind of like conflicting messages. We're we're getting 
she's having a lot of complex feelings and we're not really given the time to catch up with her before she's suddenly the protagonist of the movie, which I, I think was, I, I think it worked against her because as written, she's very complex, but as for what we get to see, it's like not great in comparison to other final girls, survivor girls. I'm, it's final girls. That's what they mean when they say survivor <laughs> girls. I, I I thought it was see, she was weird in a couple different ways. Uh I think what they were doing with her was weird in a couple different ways and with, with Leslie. Cause it was a very weird take on like almost like a like a love story. You know there what I mean? There was a tension between them. Right, there was something there because you know you could tell she was kind of trying, like feeling him a little bit, and you know obviously he had whatever the fuck you know rule book he had with her and how he felt, well whatever the hell that was. But like she started getting invested in what in what Leslie was doing, like they were celebrating after the fucking you know all that shit, and she was like falling into it, and it was so interesting as a dynamic yeah. because it was something we had never seen before. But it isn't good motivation for a final girl. Yeah, I'm. I mean, she got pulled in because Leslie's so charming, as we all know. Well, <laughs> well it was all fun to her too, you know. Like yeah. it was exciting, right? Until she came face to face with what was actually what they were actually planning and what they were had actually been talking about the whole time. That yeah. pissed me off. That was the one thing in this movie that pissed me off. Because like they go into the house, it's all ready to go down. Like, dude, you've been going step by step with this guy knowing the end result and i get that you know when it's in front of you it's it hits different i understand but for the switch that she had with it was just like oh come on dude it's like she couldn't believe it like what you think he was gonna do yeah it was an interesting because i do think that's a really interesting angle for the movie but they kind of abandoned it almost, you know, where it was like she never confronts her feelings about getting charmed or getting sucked in because we're we're on to something else now. You know, she's it was planned, you know, like and, and that was I don't know. I don't know. It was like if you needed conflict between them, there were other ways to do it. Like that just didn't. Again, it's in front of her. She, you know, she wasn't ready. I get it. But come on, man. And it's fun, and the the part that kills me is it's hard to criticize, because it's fun for the movie, but it's bad for her as a character. Like, it's it's kind of a fun, you know, oh, I planned it. And then when you look back at, like, the almost, like, sexual tension that the two of them have, it's a really interesting portrayal, retrospectively, of what he said he felt with the, like, fake girl that he was picking at the beginning, you know? Mm -hmm. We get to see that close quarters. It's it's interesting commentary for the movie, but it just, it felt flat with her character. Like, so it's, it's not even like a criticism I have of the movie. It was just something that I felt weird trying to dissect uh, for her. Nah, it pissed me off flat out. I don't like that at all. <laughs> that, that made me, I was like, ah, fuck. Even we watched, this is like the fourth time I've seen this movie at least. <laughs> and I was like, ah, fuck again. She's going to complain. I don't have a problem with it. I, I mean, I, it's one thing to talk about something or to think about something. It's another thing when you're faced with it. I am, and I get it. But like her level of disbelief and shock was just—you had to have prepared somehow for this. You, you had to have. 
And and like in the beginning, there are moments where you can tell that she's uncomfortable with the content. If that was a tone that they had carried right, like, yeah. all the way through, yeah, I think yeah. it would have been different. But or tried to get him like, to not do it. Yeah, but she yeah. gets so invested in between those moments and where we're at that it it felt it felt like a harsh turn. I don't mm-hmm. think so. I think you guys are wrong about that. I I to me, I think that she got sucked up because of his excitement about what was happening. She was sucked into that excitement also because remember, she's getting this for her documentary. So that's exciting to her as well. Her project is, is exciting to her as well as his project. And I think you're not really thinking it all the way through. And all of a sudden now you're hidden in this back room while two people are being brutally murdered in the room right next to you. And the reality hits you in the face. I don't, I don't think it's that big of a, a, a jump or a leap for the movie to make. I disagree, man. That made me mad. I don't know. I, I again, I think the formatting kind of works against her because on paper, I think it kind of works as a narrative if the focus had been on her. But she's so removed from the emo- like. She makes it a point not to let the focus be her, so we don't get to see her go on that journey, which makes it feel like a harsher turn. Yeah, I didn't like it. Did not like it. That was my that was my only problem with the movie. That's it. That's literally the only issue I have with this whole movie. Another t- another turn that I because we kind of talked about it earlier where the movie hits that that spot where it changes he, like Leslie himself like he was chasing down that cameraman mm-hmm. and like he's trying to reason with him it's like it's me is it and there's just nobody home man like he's not that Ryan Reynolds bargain bin anymore hopping around and bouncing everywhere like he's in he's Leslie Vernon the mask is on and I thought that was super interesting that we got like it was important we got that moment with him because like yeah he's in there killing people but you didn't even really you didn't see it even for the yeah. most you know, when all that shit was started going on. So it he wasn't I don't know if I would have taken him as seriously. Like when I seen that, I was like, God damn, man, he really like turned into Michael Myers. That is a phenomenal scene. It's great very important. Yeah, it's a great touch. Yeah. Very important scene. Although that is also the angle of the mask that looks the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I only noticed. Because it's like, I, I thought it was very funny that the worst angle of the mask happens during objectively the scariest scene. I, my biggest complaint about this movie is that mask. I do not like really? the look of that mask at all. Yeah, I think it looks dumb. It's passable when he's like in shadows and moving quickly, but that close up fucking kills me. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, I think it just looks silly. It, he, it makes him look kind of like a Muppet. Like a it's weird. <laughs> That was actually what I was going to bring up next was the mask because, you know, obviously it's very important for, you know, he is a slasher. The character, like the killer, is a slasher. Like the movie tone, whatever you want to argue. But, you know, he's supposed to be a slasher. And the mask is very important. The look's very important. I was going to ask you guys about that. I, I go back and forth on the mask. I think I land on I like it. And even in, like, that library scene... Like he looked creepy as shit standing he there. He looks creepy in the library. I, yeah. I think is maybe where the mask looks best. 
Pro- probably best. Yeah, best scene with it. Yeah, I still thought it looked silly. Really? Like there was not a moment in this movie where I didn't think the mask looked silly. And the other thing, uh, I I said that there were a couple things I would have liked to see from this movie that we didn't get to. This is so much behind the scenes, so much prep work, so much. We get to see him doing the face paint underneath, you know, that's, uh, you know, that he mixes up to be flame retardant and stuff. And it's like, I think one thing that I would have liked to see is how he settled on that mask. You know, like the character creation design of this feels like such an interesting, you know, and if you focus on it too much, but that's what the movie was doing was focusing on these aspects Mm -hmm. so much in the beginning and like the mask and the outfit, you know, uh, we get to see the paint he puts under the mask, but not how he chose on that like design. Yeah. That's a a really good point. I yeah. didn't think about that, but you're right. You could have used that. And there was a couple things that they could have maybe replaced with that, where it would have been, you know, that's in more. I mean, it had a lot of it, but more of that behind the scenes killer stuff. Cause yeah. you know, that's what the movie is. Yeah, no, absolutely. I never thought of that guy. That's a good point. If I were interviewing a serial killer, <laughs> you know, before he goes out and does his first kill, that's something I would ask about as a reporter. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Rob, which is a, which is the better mask? Out of Leslie Vernon's mask and <laughs> Halloween H2O. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Which would you prefer? I mean, I guess H2O, but... Really? Not by much, man. That's a bad, bad mask. and It's not even the same mask in that movie. Right. It's like... Is like an H2O Michael brings three different masks to put on at different <laughs> times throughout the night. At one point, that mask has blonde hair. Yeah, yeah the hair was all. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a mess. Um, right. Maybe Leslie Vernon, at least it's the same mask, but it just, it looks silly. Like, I don't, you know, I didn't. It's different. Yeah. It's not scary or anything. It just looks kind of dumb. I thought he looked kind of creepy in a couple spots, but I, I get it because there are some spots where I'm like, eh, mask is weird. <laughs> mm. But you know, they were like, he did like again the library scene got me where it cuts to him just standing there. I was like, oh, okay, mm. yeah. I didn't. And a lot of times you'll see like stills. Like I, I talked about the black phone. Like when I saw stills of that mask, I thought it was the dumbest looking thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> but yeah. in the movie, it really works and it looks great. Um, so that happens sometimes, but in this movie, it just always looked dumb. It looked progressively more dumb as the movie <laughs> went on also was the thing. Cause like I do, I worked for me in the library and I was like, okay, uh, maybe it's, maybe it's fine. And then, uh, <laughs> by the time we got to the end, it's like, yeah, why that mask? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, do you guys have, I kind of ran through my notes for the most part, I believe. Did um, you guys have anything else? There were some little details that I thought were really funny in the movie. Um, I only wrote okay. down one in particular that, that really jumped out at me um, in the, you know, the comedy section of the film or whatever you want to call it, the first two thirds of the movie. Um, I found it absolutely hilarious that Leslie Ber- Vernon was driving a Prius. Yeah. <laughs> it was the funniest ridiculous. thing in the world to me. Pissed me off. Uh, just nah, because like you know we we see certain cars in horror movies, you know, and it's always shit like the fucking uh, you know Jeepers Creepers fucking truck and stuff. It's always some rundown, 
messed up piece of shit. And here he is, uh, <laughs> a, a slasher villain driving around in a Prius, you know, because it's good for the environment or whatever. It's <laughs> very fucking funny. Oh, one one last thing I did have. Uh, uh, what was um, uh, Taylor? How do you think? How do you guys think she would fend a murder madness? Not well. You don't think so? Not real well. No, not real well. It's I, one I of those think... like if she, I, I will say in her defense, she's one of those characters that I just like looking at the whole layout. I don't think she'd do really well, but I think she would like if she got lucky. She could make it a decent way into the well, tournament. Like here's the huh. thing: if she's up against the villains bracket, I don't think she's going to do very well at all. No, she'll fall right into them. Yeah, in the yeah. hero bracket, yeah, because she fell for Leslie Vernon's shit hook, line, and sinker. Right? Like, I mean, he completely yeah. pulled the wool over her eyes. Protagonist, uh, though. Yeah, in a protagonist bracket, though. It becomes an interesting challenge because it's she, you know, the way she finds out that she's the survivor girl uh, in this film is they discover she's a virgin. What if she comes up against Dr. Chalice? Does she remain a virgin or not? No. Uh, what are you talking about? She's not going to bang him. I'll throw this out there. I would have died in this movie because if I realized that I was the virgin that was killing everyone, my first instinct would have been to have sex. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah. That's there. I remember the first time I saw this kind of thinking that was where it was going to go. I was like, what a weird angle that she has to have sex to survive this movie. And then that thought never occurred to anyone in the film. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm fucked up. Like, <laughs> I will say too, one of the, the funniest moment, possibly the funniest moment in the movie, is when they open that door and they find that girl <laughs> riding that dude. And then one guy's like <laughs> one guy's like, she ain't a virgin. You <laughs> know, that ain't her first time. Nope. <laughs> nope. I think the funniest moment for me was when he's like, if you want to go get to her, you have to go through me. And he just like immediately bonks his head against the wall. <laughs> I call that the Friday, uh, uh, Friday the 13th remake, that one scene. I call it's that the show so pony good. scene. This one, <laughs> I mean, That's it's so, been dethroned, it was, though. It was so I, funny. She was swinging whatever the fucking panties <laughs> was she was holding around. She was going to now. That was hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. And this movie is really, really funny. It is. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you guys want to get into reviews and, and facts and stuff? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So for this one, we have a respectable 76% tomato meter. Okay. We also, this I think is our closest tomato meter to audience score because we have 75% audience score for this also. That is a one point difference. Damn. That, wow. that has to be the closest. Yeah. It I mean, has to yeah. be. We've never had anything that's been exact. No. No, no. Um and that is that's so close. Um IMDb uh has has a little bit of a difference here. It's 6.7 out of 10. Damn. Uh, um we have some reviews. Now, I don't think there weren't any like laugh out loud funny reviews for this, but there were that just brought up some points that I felt needed to be discussed on this show for us specifically. Um, <laughs> opening with this movie sucks. 
Wow. With all the ads, I figured this would be at least decent, but what a piece of crap it ended up being. They thought just because you mentioned horror legends, that's it. It's easy to put themselves side by side with them. What a joke. For the losers who are talking on the message boards like you just aren't a horror fan, I don't understand it. Give me a total break! Three exclamation points. Uh, The movies all have tension and surprises along with effective kills, and you care about the characters. In this crap, I was waiting for the three main main actors to just get killed off with their bad acting and annoying attempts at comedy. There aren't any kills till like an hour into it. Rent something... Okay, here's what we need to be talking about. Are you ready? (laughs) Rent something else like the old Halloween uh, or the new Halloween or Friday the 13th is this sucked. Okay. Now, aside from the fact that he specifically mentions both the old and new Halloween, I Mm want to point out that this review came out in 2007. Okay. So this is the Rob Zombie. This is the Rob Zombie one. Oh, Okay. All right, so here, here, here's what I take away from this. This person, okay. <laughs> first of all, they're clearly a real horror fan. They're a real um, horror fan, <laughs> unlike all yeah. the posers out here. Uh-huh. Um, but so they wanted a slasher movie, mm-hmm. and what they got is this, which is two thirds to three quarters a comedy with a slasher indie. Yes. <laughs> So they did not want to watch a movie that was like this movie. That would be like me complaining that I watched The Conjuring and it wasn't a slasher movie. <laughs> yes, very similar. Yeah, uh, that's fine. Okay. However, they talk about the characters mm-hmm. and the quality of the acting and then recommend you watch a Friday the 13th movie. Yes. <laughs> now, I love uh. the Friday the 13th franchise. But the, the acting, acting here is better. usually not very good <laughs> so on much movies, better. and the characters are typically stereotypes that are just there for the body count and nothing else. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. The the Friday the Thirteenth is kind of the movie that created a lot of these tropes that are being dissected in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. So all right. Yeah, and they didn't just mention them like they showed you stuff they did and like it went a lot more in depth. Yeah. that guy's a that guy's an idiot can you get a yeah. candy bar rob or no <laughs> oh yeah no totally candy bar for that guy. uh you might want to spread out the candy bars i'm just oh, gonna I, got, I got a whole case of candy bars over here <laughs> okay are they all up your ass like the whole case or do you pre-dip <laughs> i keep i give just a couple up there <laughs> okay so you cocked a loader with a few of them just a few yeah this is like a shotgun right. you know if i if i need more i can throw some in there but i got a couple shells in the chamber at all time <laughs> depending on what you ate for dinner it could be a bazooka <laughs> okay uh this next one we don't have to talk about the full review but the opening uh, i feel is going to spawn some controversy on this show um this is a 10 out of 10 review titled wow <laughs> all lowercase <laughs> but with an exclamation point. Um, That's a weird way to do it. It is. It's, it's interesting. Um, I have to say that this movie really was a breath of fresh air. It's completely different from all those horror movies. Think those. along the lines of Scream, but more self-aware and not as stupid. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I, I got a fucking... What the hell is that, man? Really? Yeah. Oh. I'm not mad at it. Oh, um, shame and, on you. 
<laughs> at the end he cycles back around well, again we're skipping most of this one but i it's worth mentioning that he cycles back around to this take um it's great to see the creativity like this considering the strings of horror crap we've gotten recently uh, uh also posted in 2007 so <laughs> yeah i mean that that's fair that's fair time yeah. to say that but i'm not mad at that he does Fuck throw him, scream though. under the bus pretty hard. yeah rob yeah. give him a cow. come on man call yeah, scream know. stupid yeah, I mean, do I the right know. thing don't be spiteful i don't know shame on you mm. all right fine i'll give him a candy bar all but... right there you go okay. all right uh this next one is on a similar vein i i think to scream comparisons it opens with and and I have to um paste this emoji into the <laughs> into the uh oh boy chat real fast just so that when I bring it up you'll know what I'm talking about. What the fuck? Um, more exciting than a dozens screams. Okay. I got the tagline summary from a little movie called Hard Boiled, which back then used Die Hard as a reference. Just to be clear, I'm making fun of that specific tagline. Tagline, it's not meant literally. Having said that, though, I have to say that this movie really takes the whole self-awareness, quote unquote, thing slash train that horror movies been writing to a whole new level. <laughs> you okay. could say, if you wanted, this is a small step for Scott Glosserman, but a big one for horror movies. Two exclamation points. There is another tagline that you could use, exclamation point, smiley face, but the specific smiley face with an O in the middle of it that makes it look like a clown emoji. Mm -hmm. um, uh -huh. So why do I think this movie is great? Haven't other movies made a genre before? Like the aforementioned Scream movies? Question mark, exclamation point. Yes, <sighs> but this goes a step further, at least in my eyes. You have to see the last act to believe it. Just incredible. Clown smiley face. Jesus Christ, man. I, can't, I, I didn't really follow that. I don't know what was <laughs> happening. He spent more yeah. time making fun of random taglines and quotes right. than he did talking about some movie about that the nobody movie. has ever seen? Like, <laughs> I know. And why is this being related to Scream, man? Like, they took completely <laughs> different approaches to, you know, whatever the fuck, the, like, that self-aware. Like, they, this is nothing like Scream. I don't know what they're doing here. Rob, can you cock up another one for him? Come on, twelve screen movies. I don't know if I can or not. I don't know what he's we trying to say. We don't know what he's saying. Yeah, but geez, he's saying something's wrong if he's saying I like this movie, but better than fucking twelve screen movies. Come on, well, man. that was just a tagline to a movie that nobody's ever heard of, Mikey. Well, he still shouldn't have said it. That's the problem here. I don't know bullshit. what was going on there. Yeah, he guy's a dumbass. Um, I do have one more scream take that we have to talk about. God damn it. While we're on it, the the scream topic. Um, this one, it, this is a one out of ten. It is entitled "Scream parentheses ripoff for the next generation." <laughs> it opens, which I thought was going to be like this movie is ripping off my favorite movie, Scream. But it opens with, "I have never been a fan of Scream, but I'm going to give it credit for being semi original at its time." Uh, now, over 10 years later, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon does the exact same thing that Scream did, and everyone thinks it's oh so original because it copies the same formula. That's about the equivalent of saying, if you were non-conforming too, you'd be just like me. Uh, and then he 
he goes on a little bit um, talking about Man Bites Dog, which was a very common thing in the reviews. Uh, but this movie uses the exact same jokes and exact same plot points as Scream, which I thought was interesting because that is not how I interpreted this movie. No, um, that's not even accurate. It's just not <laughs> accurate. <laughs> but he follows it up with this has to be in the top 250 unoriginal movies of all time because there is not a single thing in this that Scott Glosserman thought of himself. Wow. Which, aside from being a scathing criticism, maybe, is also very <laughs> specific. Yeah. What the hell? Like at 250 worse. Um, and then he, he goes on for a while. He has a lot of complaints. This is like a full essay about why this dude doesn't like this movie. Um, he called the plot twist 15 minutes in. He thought the acting was iffy. Um, he wasn't a huge fan of the humor. He complains a lot about the gore. Um, and then summarizes with, Overall, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon added nothing new or original to the better parodies that already exist. It cannot stand on its own two feet and has the entertainment value and thrill of watching a dead tree rot. What a sad waste of movie rights. What the fuck? <laughs> well, that guy definitely gets a candy bar. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Is- <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was telling you, Correct. you maybe needed to save some candy bars because uh, yeah. this guy... But the the Scream thing I thought was really interesting because I saw a lot of comparisons to Scream while I was reading reviews, but this one seems to think it's plot for plot the same movie as Scream. He's an idiot then. (laughs) A little little off topic, but not. I'm really starting to resent Scream a little bit. Oh, come on. I am, because every time anything comes out that's like even a hint of like self-aware people immediately talk about Scream as if it was the first thing to it ever do that. It wasn't even the first Wes Craven thing yeah, to do that. Yeah, it's so annoying. So why you get mad at Scream? Is that Scream's because fault? Because Scream wasn't the first thing to ever do that. They it's never not, said they were. They no, all, but people, people always do. say it was. And it's but, not. It's so inaccurate and wrong. As Kat said, it wasn't even the first Wes Craven movie <laughs> to do that. So get mad at idiots. Not Scream. Scream didn't no, do I'm it. Really, I'm, it's, it's the effect. It's the Jenna Ortega effect. Remember I talked oh, about how I was getting, yeah, she was getting on go. my nerves because all the hype? <laughs> I'm starting to dislike Scream. You can dislike it all you want. You're wrong for it. I'm just if saying. If you want to be wrong, then go for it. It's just something I've noticed about myself recently. Whenever Scream comes up, I, I groan. I'm just like, oh. Bring up idiots. That's not the movie's fault. The same. God damn it. This has turned into uh, a mess. Uh, well, since Mikey's already mad, I have one final review. This one sums up. Um, I kept this one because it was relatively short, but it summed up something that I was seeing recurring in, I would say, roughly half of the reviews. Uh, there are a few like at the beginning that are like mid rated, uh, but like the first couple pages, like in the back. Of this, like chronologically first, uh, when this came out in 2007, a lot of people seem to either love it or hate it, like passionately. And what we had here is, I think, the most succinct complaint about the people that hated it. Like, this is why this was very indicative of, of the reviews that I was reading, but with the most interesting opening line of the reviews. <laughs> so, if you're ready. Yeah. 
you're in the middle of some damn passionate lovemaking. Your partner is almost there. And then nothing. That's behind the mask for you. That sounds like somebody got a personal problem. I, yeah, I think maybe seriously. someone has a personal problem mm-hmm. here. Um, a brilliant setup that fizzles out under the guise of being clever, but it's really just a failed attempt to circumvent the only ending that would have worked. No, Mr. Writer-Director, you can't have your cake and eat it too. It doesn't work. Um, then there's a synopsis of the movie, uh, which we all know what the movie's about, but all right. Uh, uh, and it, it goes on after the synopsis. If you were a documentary crew and you were filming Leslie as he plans a mass killing, would that not raise any alarms in you? <laughs> uh, and then they put a quick spoiler alert before they get into their main complaint. They set off the alarm. The last quarter of the film devolves into a meta horror flick similar to Scream, except the characters are far less witty and far stupider, which a bit redundant but bear with me uh the moment the girl decides to go back into the house things get super lame instead of continuing the manic energy built up in the first two-thirds of the movie it takes an obvious way out and tries to throw a silly twist and an homage to a classic horror movie as a slasher pick it's just not that good as a send-off of a slasher pick uh it's gold can i suggest turning it off before the final act um And like I said, this was something that I saw, like, recurring. Uh, It's something that I felt a little bit where the last act was weaker, but I didn't have the, like, hatred for it that a lot of people seem to have. Mm, I I don't understand these people, man. Like, you you put something good in front of them, I feel like they don't appreciate it. People did not appreciate it. And I think reviews like this, there were so many people uh, that had just a, a... hatred of the last third of this movie i think that might be why it's rated lower on imdb than on rotten tomatoes because it it seems to be a whole bunch of people right around um 2007 that just did not like the end of this wow that's Mm. fucking weird yeah and also that fucking clown face just (laughs) that goddamn that guy um yeah i've got some facts here actually most of what I found were the Easter eggs in this movie. There I don't were know how many of, of these eggs. guys, you, uh, how many of these you guys noticed, but there were a lot of Easter eggs. So we're going to go through those, and then there's a few facts too. But uh, before we do that, um, I could not find the budget for this film. Um, I looked in a total of three places, and I could not find it. If you can believe that, wow. Um, so I really went above and beyond, but nothing. <laughs> um, I did find that it uh, it did get a theatrical release, although it was only in 72 theaters, um, okay. for a total gross of $69,136. So it probably didn't make back the budget. Well, Actually, I don't know what the budget might was. Have. I mean, it, it could have been a really cheap movie to make. I have no idea. Um, Robert England, though. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I, yeah, I, I could not find it anywhere, so I, I don't know. Um, as far as the Easter eggs go, at the beginning, Taylor is standing in front of the Red Rabbit pub. That's a reference to, of course, the Red Rabbit matchbook found by Dr. Loomis in 1978's Halloween. Um, the first time Taylor interviews Eugene and his wife, there's a, l- a lament configuration puzzle box from Hellraiser sitting on the table. I didn't notice that. Um, when Leslie first shows the crew his home, he introduces his two pet turtles as Church and Zoe. 
Those are the names of the resurrected resurrected pets from the Pet Cemetery franchise. Church is the cat in Pet Cemetery, and Zoe is the dog in Pet Cemetery 2. That's cool. Um, when Leslie and the graduate students are scoping out potential victims at the school, he makes eye contact with a young woman. As this happens, three young girls can be spotted playing jump rope in the background with a reference to A Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Um, when Leslie first takes Taylor and her crew to meet Eugene and his wife, the car parked in Eugene's driveway is the same color, make, and model as the car seen in director Sam Raimi's movies. Damn, that's cool. Um, several character names are references to classic horror films. Doc Holloran is a mashup of Danny Torrance's nickname Doc in The Shining and Dick Holloran from the same movie. And Jamie, of course, is a reference to Jamie Lee Curtis. Um who is, well, you know, horror, horror yeah. royalty. Uh, Doc Holleran's uh, wardrobe and his beard is are nearly identical to that of Donald Pleasant's Dr. Loomis. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, Leslie's real surname is exposed to be Mancuso. Frank Mancuso Jr. was a producer of the Friday the 13th movies. And finally, when Leslie is applying his makeup while being interviewed about his target, the song in the background is the same. Uh, is the same one heard at the end of The Shining, where Jack Torrance appears in the photo. The song is Midnight, The Stars, and You, sung by Al Boyley with Roy Noble Orchestra from 1934. Mm. I've had a lot of homage in this thing, man. Uh, And then just a couple of facts about this real quick. Zelda Rubenstein, this was her final movie. And um, Glen Echo, Maryland is a real town in Montgomery County, Maryland, um, Seneca Creek State Park, and the town of Burkittsville, which were the two main shooting locations for the Blair Witch Project. Project, mm. project why can't I talk? Are also located in Montgomery County. Glen Echo is about a one-hour drive from the town of Burkittsville and less than half an hour drive from Seneca Creek State Park. Damn. So there you go. I knew I liked this thing. Blair Witch. All right. Uh, Portnoy and this motherfucker. I, I think I have a number ready, so I can go first. Okay. Okay. And the number that's yelling to me is a 7.9. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like, I, I, I want to go 8, but I, I don't know if I can quite get to 8, so I'm, I'm going to let it sit at a 7.9. All right. Um, Kat, you should go last because you're the wild card this week, I think. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You've been all argumentative and shit. (laughs) For me, I love this movie. I think it's great. I think it's very funny when it's dissecting the the horror tropes. I think that uh, I do think it works as a slasher movie. I think it's I think it's rushed as a slasher film at the end because it only has the last half hour or so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but I still think it works, um, especially given that limitation. I love, I think that the, the, the style of filmmaking that they chose the mockumentary style, and then to make the shift from that to, um, to, well, ditching that, that convention and and using like a regular, uh, whatever you call that. I don't know. Just making it a regular movie at that certain point is just brilliant. I, I, it's to me genius. I think the acting is really good all the way around. Um, there aren't many problems that I have with this movie. I give this a 9.1. Oh my god. Damn, 9.1? Yeah, okay. I think this movie Okay. Alright, alright, okay. Kat, what say you? 
All right. Well, uh, I want to start by saying that I actually had it a little bit lower because while I was taking notes, I found a lot of like little critical things that I hadn't noticed before. I, I wasn't feeling real great about it, like comparatively as I finished. Um, but even like heading into this episode, I bumped it up a little bit because these those things only bother me when I'm looking for them. Uh, so I went ahead and rounded up to like the nearest number, um, the, the nearest whole number, just because I enjoy the film above how I feel it is critically. Uh, and that puts it at an even seven for me. Okay. This motherfucker slash radio approved. Yeah. I was, I was really afraid coming into this. Um, it, like even with the seven that going last, I was going to be like the difference that made it not slash radio approved because I think it deserves to be like, yeah. I, I'm not mad at it. Rob <laughs> coming in with a 9.1 really uh, set my mind at ease there. Uh, and if anyone's curious, the number that I had written down was 6.7. It was already pretty close. You were going to um, score this in the sixes? Well, like, when you sit down to look for things in a movie, I, the movie doesn't feel as fun. But, like, even coming in to talk about it, it's one I was excited about, you know? In the sixes, cat. In the, I know. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. And I will say, it had too, some issues. I actually knocked a little bit off my score uh, because Kat mentioned the, the mask thing. I, I knocked a half point off because they didn't mention that. I actually had this at a 9.6. God damn. Oh, wow. I mean, I just, I think this is kind of brilliant. an oversight. Like, but the I, mask thing, when you pointed that out, and that had never occurred to me before, I always thought the mask was stupid, which is what actually <laughs> had knocked it to a 9.6. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the mask is so stupid that can't get a, a this can't be a 10, so it's a 9.6. Um, but then when you mentioned that, that I'd never even thought that, why didn't they do that? I don't understand that decision. So yeah. I took another full half point off of that. Oh, but because that's the thing, and, and I think it's really clever. It, as an angle for a mockumentary where it's like, here's the stuff you don't think about. But it's just like, if I were interviewing Freddy Krueger, I wouldn't be like, how many push-ups do you, how much cardio do you do to outrun like the children in the boiler room? I'd be like, you know, why the fuck are you wearing the sweater? <laughs> right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, question. it's just such a... <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? You're wearing a sweater in a boiler room, you dumbass. Yeah, this is the first uh, approved movie we've had. We're doing. We're on episode two ninety six right now. Uh, the last approved episode we had before that was two eighty four. Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. The last one before that two sixty six. Ooh, god damn! Yikes! What was two sixty six? Cujo. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, approval should be hard to get. It should yeah. be. Yeah, and it is. I agree. Yeah, this is the way it should be. I mean, we've talked about this before. The way it's set up to get slasher radio approval, one person not liking the movie can really tank that score. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nope. All right. So that's that, I guess. Uh, Will picked an excellent one. Well, this is one of the top patron picks we've had easily. Yeah. 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 So um, that, have, that have won anyway. We've had some really good ones that didn't win. But uh, good job, Will. That it was awesome. See, Will Will always coming in strong, man. He's got the fucking memes covered, and now look at this. Mm -hmm. Everybody try and be more like Will. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
Although I will say, we don't know how strong of a pick Amityville toilet would have been. I'll get out of here with that shit. We don't a even perfect know perfect ten across the board. <laughs> the toilet has a gun, Mikey. This is what you get. <laughs> Moving forward. I mean, the toilet has a gun might be better than the shark having a gun in House Shark. Oh, yeah. It, it's even more unexpected for the mm-hmm. toilet to have a gun. Yet Art the Clown's the problem, right? <laughs> well, that's just dumb. Why's a clown got a gun? Patreon.com forward slash slash your radio. Tears starting as low as $3 a month. Uh, go over there, check it out. Also, um, yeah. Oh, fuck. I completely forgot. There is a free trial period of the patreon so like i said tier starting as low as three dollars a month so you know go check it out and it is now literally free to look and free to check it out i would like to thank tasha a friend of of cats who signed up for a free trial hopefully they enjoy it (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh she's enjoying it so far i got a message from her today uh throwing my friend under the bus Uh, (laughs) i got a message from her today she just listened to the orca episode Oh boy! I got a message from her where she's like, I literally cried laughing today listening to you and Rob lose your shit over that 10 star review. I don't know. Oh, I, I think I remember that one. I, I, yeah, I think that's the one that I thought I would laugh so hard. I thought I was going to puke <laughs> if I'm thinking of the right one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tasha is taking advantage of that. I hope everybody else you should yeah. too. Um, See, you know. this puts us in a weird spot though. This Why? free trial because you normally... be nice to my friend. Cat, <laughs> why? Why you assume I'm not going to be nice? Because <laughs> uh, you're going to go off on the lazy freeloader thing. You are so argumentative tonight. <laughs> normally, we have been able to break our listeners up into the patrons and the unwashed, disgusting masses <laughs> of disgusting, terrible freeloaders. Holy shit! <laughs> Now we have this weird zone that Tasha falls in where I, 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 in one way it's like, okay, she signed up for the Patreon and that's awesome. Right. But she's getting it for free, which kind of feels like she's the kind of person who steals cable or something. Free 99. No, it's not true. Cause it it give you a trial. It's not like she's making new emails every fucking week to sign up for a trial, you know? Well, we don't know that, do we? Well, (laughs) we don't know. This is the first go, so we'll find out next week, I guess. I don't know. I'm I'm watching you, Tasha. Oh, my God. I I hope people continue to do that because, you know, if you like, at that point, look, the free trial is good because you sign up and if you like it, that's great. You continue to support the show. We love that. We appreciate that. And you know what? If you if you don't, you're not gonna get it, and mm. it's not for you. You're a fucking idiot. Uh, possibly <laughs> that as well. Uh, but nonetheless, Patreon.com forward slash slash radio. Please go support the show. Uh, the more you guys support, the more we can do. Um, what kind of person is Tasha Cat? Is she the kind of person who goes to like an all you can eat buffet and fills her purse with like mashed potatoes or something <laughs> on the way out? I, no, I can't imagine that's true. Okay, mashed potatoes. <laughs> She's the kind of person that uses her gym membership. So if you oh. say anything too mean about her being a freeloader, Ooh. she can kill you. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this or not, but I had a gym membership for about six or seven <laughs> months once. Kat said uses. And it kind of worked because you you had to walk to the gym to cancel the membership. Yeah, I finally so did. <laughs> it, it achieved its goal. <laughs> it did seem like a nice place in there, though. 
That's so fucked up, though, that they do that. Like, all the things you could do online today. You could have fucking doctor visits online and shit. They got to make you take the walk of shame into the gym. <laughs> I signed up for the fucking gym online. Oh, those motherfuckers. <laughs> but to That's cancel dirty. it, I had to go in there. It was the first time I've been in that gym to cancel that fucking thing. Yeah, they want to shame you, man. They want your, your big ass to walk in there and see all these people mm-hmm. bettering themselves. And we yeah. got to go in and go, eh, I, I want to be a piece of shit. Joke's on them. <laughs> I got no interest in bettering myself. <laughs> I picture Robin there with a smile, bopping around. I should have I walked in like eating some fucking fast food. <laughs> Just walked in with a fucking cheeseburger. <laughs> And they must be like, oh, you're the guy that called. You're canceling, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Uh, follow the show on Twitter also, uh, at Slash Radio on Twitter. I'm at Mikey's Dad. You can follow me there. Uh, you can also follow the other show I do with Allie. Where the fuck? Huge clown penis. Um, that is called Cult FM. You can listen to that. Most play- Everywhere you listen to this, and uh, we're at Cult FM Pod on Twitter. Rob, what about you? Um, you can find me on Twitter. At, at Radio Rob one two three, you can listen to the other show that I do with Cat, the Nick Fucking Woo Cage Cast. It is Nick F and Woo. Any place you can uh, listen to Slasher Radio, we've got an episode um, that actually should be out now uh, about the movie Wild at Heart. So you can check that out, and you can also see me starring in the latest YouTube video from Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, you can check. Follow our Twitter; you'll see it. That shit. We we played a game of of texas chainsaw with rob it had to be documented it just had to it did it did the only the only regret i have is i don't have when you play dead by daylight the first time i'm waiting (laughs) cat where they find you uh you can find me on twitter at cat underscore valor v-o-l-e-u-r you can check out my website catvalor.com you can find me on all the other social media things cat valor and you can order my book revenge arc it is available now uh from my website it is, and hey, I, that book. Let me tell you this: it's so good, I read it. Oh, <laughs> wow! I did. High praise from Rob. <laughs> I did. I read. I read the whole book. Special edition blurb from yes, Mr. Sir. Rob Humphrey. <laughs> I did. I finished. I finished the whole book. And Cat, you'll be happy to yeah. know it all made sense. I wasn't confused at all. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, wasn't confused at all. All right, uh, come back check us out next week, guys. Good night from Slasher Radio. I'm watching you. What's her what? name? Tasha. Tasha. Damn it. I'm not watching it that close. I can't remember her fucking name. All the best of Slasher Radio Podcast.